In our culture, everything is based on success. But what is success? Who defined it? Who decided that success was the goal instead of fulfillment? What happens if we shake up that definition? What if we make our own definition of success? My name is Tony Grebmeyer, and on this podcast, I'm going to dig deep into the real stories behind success. Join me as I interview other entrepreneurs who've climbed up Success Mountain and have come back down to share their stories so you can succeed. If you're ready to join a community of other entrepreneurs redefining success and finding fulfillment, go to BeFulfilledLife.com and join the community. Now, let's dive into today's show. Welcome to Be Fulfilled. It is the real stories behind success. My name is Tony Grebmeyer. Today, I'm talking to a dear friend multiple times he's been on this show, somebody who I look up to, even though he's a little shorter than me, I look up to him, his years of wisdom, what he's been able to do, how he does it, how he lives his life. He's a leading authority on authentic leadership and leadership succession, or as he prefers to call it, full Monty leadership. He works with leaders and executives to build the bond that creates corporate cultures that become fiercely loyal. He's a best-selling author of several books. His latest book is Fiercely Loyal. How high-performing companies develop and retain top talent. Uh, I want to tell you, this is just the beginning, the tip of the iceberg. He's also the host of the national TV show Pursuing Deep Greatness with Dub Barron on Roku TV and the host of the number one podcast for Fortune 500 listeners. We're going to talk about that and so much more today. Please welcome to the show my dear friend, Dub Barron. Thank you as well. It's good to be here, mate. Hey, I was just in Vegas, son's birthday. We, uh, it's 21, we're, we're sitting around the tables and we're talking and I'm sitting next to a gentleman who works for Roku and he was, it was an interesting conversation. He said something to me. He said, you know, we were in the Netflix uh, building for so long and we finally just went and got our own space. And I said, that's fascinating. So it's kind of cool. We're going to talk about some things like that. And that's more. cool. Man, I wanted to have you back on the show because there's a lot of cool things that you're up to. A lot yeah. of exciting stuff. If anybody's going to watch the video, they're going to know that there's this, big red energy around you. Maybe it's your your dragon's lair. Maybe it's <laughs> that you've now changed some things up and you're redefining what I love about you is constantly growing and expanding, never staying still. So let's get caught up. But I'll ask the one question out the gate and then we'll go from there. What is your definition of success? My dis- definition of success is uh, a life fulfilled and that has positive powerful impact on others. So success is, yeah, you, I mean, you got to take care of the basics, which is, you know, pay the rent and have a decent level of financial things. Yeah, of course, that's important. But really success at the end of the day, you know, because I've worked with so many people who are very successful and, and yet they're not. Real success is fulfillment in your heart and your soul in knowing that you're having positive, powerful impact on the lives of others. Oh, I love it. And, and the thing you just said, you know, you, you talk to a lot of successful people mm-hmm. and not that like I have this, Ooh, you do want to work with me type of attitude, but I always ask myself, what is it that I can bring to help them maybe to see? Mm-hmm. Cause I believe we all have it, right? We all have this, this ability about us, but sometimes we need a conductor, somebody to help us to play well with others. Right. And they can hear, a notes off or the way we're, we're holding it or, or, or playing that we're just not playing to our potential. And then the conductor like Dove comes around and says, Hey, you do this, you get this result. You do this, you get that result and, and keep challenging. And that's one of the reasons why I've loved 
from the very first instance of having a conversation with you, it wasn't straight to you. I like it. You had a gatekeeper. You had somebody that had a lot of things in front of you because you're, um, you are, in my opinion, how you show up. You show up very on point. Uh, you have a big heart to care, but you don't have time for riffraffs. You have time to be with people who really passionately want to pursue greatness and to go after what is available to all of us. And I think because you, was, is it fair to say over 30 years in your passion yeah. and your craft and, and, and yeah. what you do, that's not like three weeks or three months or three years, it's 30. So what you've been able to do and see, um, I admired. And when I was trying to change and adjust some of my scheduling, I realized, man, I'm going to take from Dove this. I like this. I like this. I like this. And my life has gotten better just from being uh, associated with you and been able to meet you on multiple occasions. Man, I got to tell you, I love you. I, I really do. I'm, I'm passionate about what you bring to the world and how you're showing up. And I know I was invited and I want to <laughs> Dragon Slayer and I want to learn uh, about it so I can give people in the world access if they want to play at a high rate and a high level and perform with greatness all around them, how they can get involved. Cause I know mm -hmm. that's something that you're, you're up to as well. Thank so you. Let's talk about the biggest shift that you've experienced maybe in the last year in your life, the biggest shift that has kind of changed some things for you, the biggest shift, what would that be? Uh, there are two there. Are, uh, one is at a professional level and the other is a, a personal level. And, and to me, they're not separate. But the, the personal one in and of itself, the professional one is a personal one, but the, the personal one is, uh, as you know, recently I, uh, my sister passed away. Um, that was pretty tragic. She was my baby sister. So she was the youngest of all of us. And uh, that was pretty sad and, and still feels sad um, on the week that she was she passed my mother was diagnosed um also with cancer um my mom was had a surgery she had a node removed from her lung and she recovered and she was good and actually nobody knows this you'll be the first person outside of my family to know this uh but my mom was just re-diagnosed and uh she is terminal so I'm actually, as we record this, I will be going back to the UK next week to say goodbye to her. So those are pretty major things at a personal level. Ooh, okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to drop a bum on you. So, yeah, none, none of that's easy, right? None of that no. is uh, to uh, anybody listening. It's difficult to process. It's difficult, but... The one thing that I love about you and, and our relationship is that we uh, we talk about this the tough stuff. We talk about the those things and know that it's okay just to not have words, but just have heart and feelings and love. So my you know my sympathy and always my positive vibes and energy. I'll give you all I've got. Um, give you the strength and courage, even on top of what you already have to to walk through that. But know that I'm here for you, brother, and I love you. Well, thank you. And, you know, and this is, this is what I would like people to understand. And it comes to what you were saying earlier, Tony, which is, you know, there, we quote big guys, tough guys in the world. And by that, I, we're not necessarily men. Um, it could be women too. But, you know, we're, we get into this stupid habit of thinking that I, I don't need any help. I'm big. I'm smart. I'm all that stuff. 
And the bottom line is I, I made a post about this yesterday morning and I said, even the strongest among us need support. Even the strongest among us need to know that we have those people who, are, who have our back. And we have to be courageous enough to say, could you just hold me? And sometimes holding you is quite literally physical, but oftentimes it's emotional. And oftentimes it's, it's just to be an ear, as you said. And I know that, you know, there have been times when you've done that for me and I've done that for you and you've just wanted to call and we've just spoke and I know, and I know you've held off and then you've, we've had a conversation and you've just shared what was going on and it's not easy, but there's that presumption that you're going to have it all together. Oh, I mean, uh, shit. If I, if I had it all figured out, man, I, I wouldn't be here right now. Right. I would, I'd be on a beach. You'd probably be there. Yeah, you'd be there. You and Ren, we'd be hanging out. Amber would be there. It would be, it would be fun, right? Sure. I don't have it all figured out. What, I, what I've got figured out is I've never seen today before. Mm -hmm. And I have a set of guiding principles and a belief in what I know how to do and how to show up. But I need energy and source to be 100% on point. I, you know, that's the one thing that I, I reminded myself. I just was on an interview today and I said, you know, one of the biggest transformations I've experienced just probably in the last 20 some odd days is that I, I got a chance to see my, my sponsor speak. My sponsor's coming up on 44 years of sobriety. Wow. And he had said, which was really fascinating to me afterwards, he goes, I had never, ever been interviewed in that type of an environment before where normally, you know, in our program, you, you get up and you just share like, this is my, my share for three minutes or 40 minutes mm -hmm. or whatever. But it was questions, Q&A going back and forth. And he said, you know, one of the biggest things that um, has made the biggest difference mm -hmm. in my life is hitting my knees at, in the morning and hitting my knees at night and meditation. And so I said, if a guy with almost 44 years of sobriety tells me that the two biggest things that he's done besides working his program is hit his knees and meditate, what would that look like for me? And so I just have been doing it for, you know, some 20 some odd days. And it's, I got to tell you, it is just transformational because you've talked to me in recent weeks and days and you're like, you're tired. I'm like, I'm exhausted. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's nice to be able to have a friend who knows you. And vice versa, that I when I call you and I'm like, hey, what's going on? And you're like, nothing, everything's good. I'm like, hey, this is me, bud. This is mm -hmm. me. I'll, I'll wrap my long arms. I bet you I can reach you in Vancouver from Colorado. <laughs> I'll give you my love. Um, and if not, I'm going to call Ren and ask Ren to give you love. Right. So, just so you know, as you get ready to go across the pond and get ready to walk through that, I'm squeezing your hand and I'm, I'm with you in spirit, mentally, uh, emotionally, whatever you need. Uh, that's why I know you created the dragon slayer. I know because you need, you need to have those men in, uh, around you that you can be okay with it not being okay. Yeah. You know, it, it's interesting because when I, we, one of the things we talked about the dragon's Lair is why dragon's Lair mastermind, why did I call it that? And I said, well, you know, I asked everybody, what's a dragon? And you know, everybody gave their, their definition of it. And I said, here's my definition of a dragon. A dragon, in the context of where I'm coming from, is somebody who is big and powerful and hiding. Mm, I like that. And, and they went, what do you mean? And I said, every one of you is a dragon. Every one of you is big and powerful in the world, and everybody sees it. Everybody in that mastermind had their own level of genius. And my question was, what are you hiding? 
Because whatever it is, you've already achieved amazing things. I am here to stoke that fire in your belly so that you breathe fire on the lies. So you breathe fire that transforms iron to steel. That you breathe fire that that cleanses away the, the nonsense that you can really take flight with. That's what I mean by being a, dragon's, a dragon leader. That's what I do. I do that because that, you know, you asked me about those things that have changed. That's what's changed in me in the last couple of years. You know, because when you and I met, you were part of my advisory board and we talked about, you know, my own brand. And I was like, there's something I'm not claiming and I don't know what it is. And I was like looking for that and working with a very good friend of mine who is a branding genius a couple of friends, but one is a branding genius. And he said, I love your brand. And you're obviously so professional and you're so highly regarded and fortune 500 leaders and all these kinds of people, but there's a part of you missing. And I said, I know. And he said, what is it? And I said, it's that I'm not that guy. If I show up on your stage, I don't look like the blue suit, white shirt, red tie guy. That's not who I am. I'm not going to speak like them. And he goes, well, let's f- find a way to bring it forward. And it's this, it's the dragon, man. It's the willingness to just say the fire and believe in somebody. And those are the people I work with. I see something in them they've not seen in themselves or refused to see in themselves. So they're powerful, but they're still hiding. And that is magical. When that happens, when you break through that, it is transformative. Spitting fire, spitting fire. I know where I found my dragon. (laughs) No, I love it. Um, And I think I even sent you a little uh, emoji or a gif afterwards of the dragon. That's what I thought. Like when when you were saying, hey, this is what I'm calling. And I'm like, oh, cool. You played that video game too. That was like the 70s and the 80s. It was one of the first games. I think Dom DeLuise was one of the voices for one of the characters. You had to go left. You had to go right. You had to move your character in such a way. And then listening to you today, it was great because – you weren't monotone, but you were subtle. And then when you started talking, this level, uh, you, you leveled up, right? Mm-hmm. Something got ignited in you. Here's the question that I really want to know, and I'm not asking you to, to bear any names. So you posed the question during your mastermind. I'm hearing masks because I, you know, that's the term yep. we sometimes believe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what was revealed for you? You, you mean, what did they reveal about? No, what did you reveal? What were you able to kind of work through? Because even the greatest have things themselves, right? So, Of course. What, what was something that maybe you can share however you can just to give us a glimpse of maybe, you know, I always say leaders go first. So I'm, I'm leading and I, I, yeah. and I want to tell you. Yeah. So, and that's how we start every one of my trainings. So I always have to go first because I don't expect you to do what I'm not willing to do. So I'm fully with you. So for me, it was, I mean, this is actually not at the mastermind. It had come before, but I revealed it at the mastermind. And that was that I was frustrated with myself in that I knew what I bring is so much bigger than what I was bringing. And I didn't, and the, the, there's always been a problem around the languaging. And my, where I was holding back was the fear of being perceived as woo-woo. So this idea of dragons, oh, that's very woo-woo, you know. And if you only have to be with me for about four seconds to realize this guy has nothing woo-woo about him. So I, and this is one of the things that came out of the mastermind is like, you could say it's fairy godmother leadership, 
And with your presence and who you are, nobody's going to pay attention to the, the woo-woo of it because it's not where you come from. And it's not. And, I, and that was what was holding me back. I was, again, it's externalized. I was externalizing the perception rather than owning the truth. That's powerful. Can you say that one more time? I was externalizing the perception. So I was concerned about what they, how they would perceive it rather than owning the truth of it. And it's the difference between I love you and I love you. Same words. Perception is vastly different. It's the energy. It's the commitment. It's what's really there in the fire behind something. A rocket is simply a tubular thing until you add fuel to it. It's the fuel. No, it is. And, and the other piece that was interesting was um, the perception of, of, you know, you're not the guy in the blue and, and the, the white shoes and the red tie. You're fucking way better than that. We, we, we talk about this all the time. That's why, you know, the event that I was going to host, you know, you were my keynote. You were, you were to open up uh, day two, right? I look to you to be uh, the fire, the fuel, the, you know, it's kind of funny. So many people just show up like, hey, I'm here. I'm like, great. So you're here. Now what? And when you show up, uh, there's an energy. There's, a, there's something fiercely loyal. There's, there's this, this fire, right? And, I, and I, that's what I love. I mean, it doesn't matter if I'm sitting in Italy and on a call with you or I'm, I'm here in Colorado. I mean, two seconds into our conversation and we're, we're talking about deep shit. We're not talking about, <laughs> yes. did you see the flower outside today? It was, it was waving at me. No, like we're, we're talking about the soil and uh, the stuff that makes up the, the being that the flower seed needs to be potted in. So it actually has the ability to grow because you know, we're all just seeds. We really are. And we've been planted where we've been planted. And, and I love Jim Rohn. His statement is, you know, you're not a tree. You can get up and move. You can exactly. get up and replant yourself somewhere else and talking to you throughout the years and being you know, grateful to be on the advisory board and meet a, an amazing group of people. You've got some amazing people and found Kara uh, who helps uh, with what I do from, from you and your team. So uh, I want to just say whatever you're on, don't get off of it. Stay where you're at and <laughs> keep, you know, developing. And I think even you're, you're proving to everybody, especially yourself, you know, this is a, a being a change agent and being somebody who constantly has to be um, compounded and polished, somebody that has to keep working, you know, and I would put you on any stage with the best of them. I take Tony Robbins. I would take a Zig Ziglar. I would take a Jim Rohn. I take a Les Brown. I would take any of them and put them on stage with you. And I think you would be just fine. Now, I know that isn't necessarily where you belong because where you belong is I find my greatest passion where I, I get most alive is just these types of conversations, small group, impacted conversations. And then that's where people have asked me about, hey, why aren't you on stages? Why don't you speak? Mm -hmm. Because I, I could impact the guy in the back row sitting there, you know, eating a bucket of popcorn. But I'd rather touch the heart and souls of the, the people in the front that I know that I get to interact with and that we're engaged and we're sharing and we're growing and we're crying and we're hurting together. And that we know at the end of the day that we're going to get through this together. And that you know, guy so in the back you, isn't going to run and go get more popcorn. So you, you just brought up something important because you talked about my fire coming up and, and people go, Oh, you know, I guess he's a motivational speaker. Um, I have a word for you. It starts with F and it ends with off. I am not a motivational speaker. 
Is it motivating? Absolutely. Is it inspiring? Absolutely. That's not the intention of it. The intention of it is truth. Not my truth, your truth. And what that means is that's an evolution. And that's what's different about me than your personal development guy who's going to give you the formula and you're going to be done on Tuesday. Bollocks. That's not how it works. It's not how it is. If you are a great leader in your life, and I'm talking about in your business, in your faith, in your family, in whatever it is, you better be evolving. I'm 30, I'll be 35 years into this business in April, no, you're and 35. I'm still evolving. You're 35 years old. You look great. Can you finally just accept it? <laughs> yeah, I started speaking when I was zero. Uh, <laughs> so it's, it's this understanding that it's, an ev- it's ever evolving, and people are always looking, well, when am I done, Dove? You're not. Stop that game. It's destructive. And I understand it that we are a goal-oriented society. I get that. So we say, well, in five years, I'm going to be there. But there is no end, each evolution of that goal. Because the purpose of the goal is not to get to it. It's for it to form you. You are, and I want you to think about this, you are the roughest form of a diamond. And you have to be pushed against the wheel of life to take the crap off to polish a facet. But when that facet is polished, that's not the diamond, that's one facet. And so you turn and you take another facet. But instead of trying to fit in, you need to find a place where you belong. And you can only belong in your truth. And that truth is found in your fire. It's found in the thing that you are most afraid to reveal. That's why I said, my, the leaders I work with, the people I work with, they're already big, they're already powerful, but they're still hiding. And I want to get in there and reveal that magnificence because that's how you shift the world. That's how you change the world. That's what I love about you. That's what I love about what you've done, Tony. I mean, hold on. Let's just put a, a T on this for a minute. Who is, to- who is this guy, Tony Grebmeyer? Is this is it a fulfillment business? Oh, my God. Come on. Really? Well, if you think that that's who Tony is – you're, I mean, really, you've got blinders on and you've got earmuffs on. You're not hearing or seeing. That's an aspect. It's a facet. There's this great man. There's this great leader. There's this great speaker. There's this mentor, this coach, this guide. All those things that's also driving him. There's the family man. There's the husband. All these aspects. And none of them are complete. All of them are evolving. And that's one of the reasons I love you. Oh, man, I appreciate that. You brought up something that just made me remem- remember when I was in a, I was in a meeting and I was in an AA meeting and I, I looked up at the wall and it said one through 12. And I said, what about 13? Like, when do I graduate? <laughs> and I said it out loud and I remember you got the chuckle, right? Mm-hmm. And I got the chuckle with you today too. When you're talking, I'm like, you're never done. And, and we've, we've talked about it. There's nowhere to get. So, so there's a million dollars outside and you're like, well, where is it? I'm like, well, it's out there. Where are you going to go? He's like, well, I'm going to go looking for it. I'm like, well, you're going to look forever. Wouldn't you want somebody to be there on the journey to guide you, be with you, to talk to you, to, uh, definitely encourage you not to discourage you, but to help you. Right. And Mm -hmm. I've always said you, you've been such a fanatic, uh, in my life about being a Sherpa, helping me to see. And then ironically, when we started talking, I come to find out that you, you were in your past life, a an adrenaline junkie and you decided yep. that 
instead of climbing them, you like to fall off of them. <laughs> well, I don't know about like, like he's pushing it a little far, but <laughs> I uh, definitely did. So most people don't know this fun fact about you. Um, but being in your younger years, you were uh, adrenaline junkie. And I want to take anybody listening right now to give you the glimpse of what I first got to experience. I want to say I'm just coming up on about four years of knowing you. How many times have you fallen mm -hmm. down a mountainside? Um, there were four major falls. Uh, the, the last one was uh, the major one where I fell approximately 120 feet, which is about 12 stories, and uh, landed on my face. Or as I like to say, I fell 120 feet off a self-imposed pedestal and landed on my ego. Now, what's interesting about all of our conversation today is that you're somebody at the highest level, a, a constant performer, somebody who, who has done a lot, 35 plus years in an industry, taught the best, still went out three other times previously and got back up and tried it again. Mm. Those are the types of people that I love talking to. The person who, no matter what happened, that they're not willing to give up and to keep pushing because we know deep down inside of us, there's this desire. So now you're not adrenaline junkie dove baron anymore in that regards, but is that passion, that person lit on fire today in the dragon's layer is that person have you reignited that part of you see that's a great question because obviously i don't climb anymore you know that um and so people will say you know well what was that and it's a you know for me and everything i say it's a metaphor mm -hmm. it's a it's a fact but it's also a metaphor so i was born in abject poverty uh, living in a ghetto uh, surrounded by crime and violence inside of my own family and addiction and all those kinds of things. And I was surrounded by all that stuff. And, you know, I refused to be beaten down by that um, at every possible turn. I, yeah, I'm a white guy. I faced racism. And what I mean by that is I was the only Jew in a secular school. So I got beat up and bullied every day. I got all those kinds of things. And then when I got to 11 years old, I got to go to high school. And guess what? It was a Jewish high school. Woo, great. Okay, you know what? I got beat up every day because I looked like a yuck because I didn't look Jewish, so it was a fight every day there. So, you know, I got used to that. I, I grew up on the edges of really bad places and understood that. And I surrounded by an environment, and this is something I really want everybody to get. I'm not saying anything bad about your environment where you grew up. I'm not saying anything bad about your family, but here's what you need to know. That's where you were born. That is where you get to take off. It's not where you get to anchor to. And you have to decide, is it a runway or an anchor? And for me, it was a runway. And I decided uh, there's bigger things for me to do in the world. But when I wanted to leave the UK at 21 years old, so 40 odd years ago, I was told, oh, you can't leave here. Your family's here. Man United, Man City, Boddington's Bits of Fish and Chips, The Pub, all those things are here. You know what? I'm done. And I went and traveled the world and I studied different masters and teachers around the world. And then I ended up in Australia and I had a fantastic business. I had a great business partner. And I had friends and, and couples and all these kinds of people surrounding me. And I said, I'm done here. And they said, you can't do this. Everything's here. You've got your mates. You've got this amazing weather. You've got business. You've got 
Why are you going? I'm, go I'm going to North America. Why? Do you know anybody there? No, no one. When are you coming back? I'm not. Why? Because I'm done here. What's next? And it's this evolution, this commitment. Now, let me say that at every possible turn, I was knocked to the canvas. And it's not about whether you get knocked to the canvas. It's about whether you decide to get up. And more importantly, why am I getting up? Am I getting up because, and this comes back to your question, am I getting up because I want to prove them wrong? Because I was when I fell the first three times. But the fourth time, why didn't I climb up the mountain again? Because I got why I was climbing. And it wasn't for the reason I knew. I knew deep inside of me, just like I did with the dragon thing, there was a fire in me that needed to be addressed. And I was ignoring that. So I looked good. I was the most successful I'd been in my life up until that point. I had a nice house, nice car. I was on TV, radio, newspapers, magazines. All that was great. But I was ignoring a fire in my belly that I needed to face. And that's what we're here to do because that fire burns away the lies and it brings light to others. I got to tell you, I love it. I don't want to go to break, but I got to go to break. Got to pay bills. So we're <laughs> going to pay bills and we're going to come right back. We're going to talk more today with Dove Barron, a dear friend of mine. Oh man, you just, uh, there's, there's a couple of things I got coming around the corner. I'm going to be asking you. So stay close. We'll be right back on the Beef of Hill podcast show. We're going to take a quick break. And since Tony's taking one, let's take one together. Let's take a deep breath. Wherever you are, feel those ribs expand, that chest lifts towards your chin. Let's do it now. That feels good, right? That's one of over 23,000 breaths you're gonna take today. You don't even think about it, but you're focused on that one. That's life, that's rejuvenation, that's the moment right here. And thanks for doing that with me. We all matter. Those breaths matter. Let's remember them. And let's get back to the show. And this amazing conversation that's reminding me to be present and honest with myself. Here's Dov and Tony. We are back on the Beef of Hill podcast show. Tony Grebmeyer today talking to the one and only Dov Baron. He decided not to climb the mountain three times in fall. He wanted to do it four times. And in the fourth time, it may be the same thing he was talking about before break when he left London. And he decided to go to Australia. And then when he was done with Australia and he decided, if it's fair to say, he goes to Vancouver. And how we know that deep down inside when you kind of throw up your hands and you say, I'm done. Like, I got to move. And he's not running from something. He's running towards something. And I think that's a really important piece for us to talk about as we continue kind mm. of our journey. Um, so many people, I think they're, they're, they're running from something. And I'm like, oh, we're running towards something. Do you know what that is? And if not, then let's figure that out because I think it's super important because we get up every day and we do something based on habits and patterns and routines. We do things because that's what we do. If you said right now that there was never going to be a Saturday and Sunday again in the rest of your life, what would you do? Well, you mm -hmm. would figure it out. You're like, hey, they took my Saturday and my Sunday away. You would just figure it out. Right. Or, we're like that. We're creatures and we can figure out how to uh, overcome things. And so, you know, several months ago on your advisory panel, we, we were talking about some things from kind of your slogan to try to figure out some things to identify to really help get your message and purpose and everything on point, which I always thought it was. I just, it was needing a little bit of love. And I think it all got emotional for all of us. And I think we all started feeling pieces um, that were missing. And when mm. this fire got lit, this dragon's lair, 
everything else started coming around. And I know that Ren, your wife, rock star, mm-hmm. who really holds it all together, who keeps everything together. <laughs> Absolutely. And I know you give her tons of praise and love. And she was on that call too. And we were yep. asking tough questions. We were asking, and I think you wanted it more than anybody, you know, what do you see? What do you think I am? What, what, what are the things you know of me? Share those. And so everybody started, you know, climbing and up to the, oh my God, I'm just about to tell Dove what I really think. And so we're standing on the edge and we're sharing and how graceful you were able to embrace us and love us. And then today you were sharing about the dragon's layer and you were talking about, we're still holding back, hiding back. And, and that was so perfectly illustrated of, we got something and I'm hiding in my cave still. Right. And I, but I have fire in me, but I'm hiding. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for something. And I'm like, what am I moving towards? And mm-hmm. I got to tell you, man, just over the last 30 days, there is this, I don't know, maybe you found the fountain of youth again. Maybe, maybe what you're putting on when you wake up in the morning is, you know, making you just come alive and feel, but there is a vibrancy about you. I don't know where that came from, but man, if you can bottle that up and sell it to me, I'll take some of it because man, I, I know I can fulfill it. Um, but I want to tell you, it's, it's exciting to see my friend happy and smiling and going for the things that just bring you so much purpose and joy. So thank you. Welcome back to the show. Um, before break, we were talking and I got to tell you, I got choked up a little bit just listening to you and the excitement again in your voice. Thank you. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> I love you. And I'm okay to tell you that. And I don't think most people are oh, comfortable telling another man that they love them. That's an example of what people hold inside. Like, what the hell is that? What, what, you know, come on. What is, why is that not okay? That's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I work with six to eight clients a year, and guess what? I won't work with you if I'm not in love with you. If I don't fall in love with you, there's nothing sexy or romantic about it. It's genuine agape. It's I love you, and I love you so much, so much that I will kick your ass if you are selling your soul and abandoning yourself. Because when I fell, this is one of the things I say to people about the fall, and this is I want you to grasp this for yourself. When I fell and I went through a very dark depression, I asked myself this question, what was it waking me up from? If that fall was a wake-up call, which we all understand, and by the way, your fall might be a bankruptcy, it might be a, a divorce, it might be the loss of a loved one, it might be a horrible diagnosis, all kinds of ways. What was it waking you up from? What were you doing at, that you were sleepwalking in, even if you looked magnificent and powerful? That's question one. But question two is exactly what you were just saying, Tony. What is it waking you up to? Because from is where you were. What are you moving away from? And two is what are you walking towards? What is it waking you up to? And you've got to know both of those answers because if it's only one, it won't ground you and it won't get you up when you get knocked down. You've got to know what it's waking you up from and what it's waking you up to, whatever your fall is whether it's a fall of literal like mine or some other metaphorical fall. When you, when you were, cause I know, I know what's the next part when you fell mm-hmm. and you didn't fall this last time from the mountaintop, but you fell to the point where you said, I need help. I, I mm-hmm. need, I need counsel. I need 
not counsel like going to therapy. You need counsel like you just need mm-hmm. your, some people to come together. Man, I got to tell you, that was really um, powerful because that reminded me that you're not weak for asking for help. It's actually part of your greatness and and part of you saying, hey, guys and gals, like come together. Like I'm, I'm stuck. Mm-hmm. Kind of like me telling you I love you. There's nothing wrong with that. But our society we live in, that's like – You're weak for saying that. A guy telling another guy you're weak. Oh, you're this or you're that. And then, oh, you're asking for help. Gosh, I feel so sorry for you that you're stuck in life. And I was like, TV timeout. Wait a second. This guy asked me, who we've known each other for a period of time and we've had great conversations, had some dinners and broke bread and talked, but enough to sit beside him and to walk through what is intimate stuff that we're sharing because it's kind of like saying I'm, I'm in the closet and yep. I don't want you to know that uh, my shirts aren't pressed and perfect. And there's some issues that I'm dealing with. And these are the things and the great side note really quick. Everything in Dove's life is awesome. <laughs> I don't want you to take it negative. I want you to take it as positive that doing so climbed even higher on my totem pole of, wow, he went from surface level stuff to let's get down to the, the shit that no one can see. Mm-hmm. The totem pole, like everybody sees the faces up here. Everything looks great. But below it is is where Dove got. And that's where I live. I live yeah. to get people to say, hey, you know what? If you want change in your life, you have to be willing to get rid of it. You have to pull a whole pole out. You're going to have to, like you talked about the diamonds and the facets. You're going to have to repress this thing, re-sand it down. We're going to have to cut this thing up. We're going to polish it. We're going to shine it. We're going we're gonna to get to the core. And at the core now of, of this man that I'm talking to is a father. Yep a husband, a son going through a very difficult time, going through the loss of your sister, going through really kind of changing, or I call it polishing, of going through some you know difficulty, but having enough courageous cojones to say, hey, Tony, can you jump on the phone and sit and, and talk on mm-hmm. the panel and let's figure shit out. I got to commend you because that – no matter what, is not easy for anybody. No, thank you. I, I sincerely appreciate that. And you're right. It's not easy. Um, but here's the thing that, that I, the, the, it's the reason I put the Dragon's Lair together. I, I handpicked the people who were there. Every one of those people are superstars. I know that you know most of the people who were there. They're superstars. They are like, they're working with the best in the world at what they do. And every one of them was blown away by this mastermind because it wasn't your hundred people in a room masterminding. This was a small intimate group, very personal, dealing with, I'm big, where am I hiding? Mm. And how can I bring out what I'm hiding to transform what it is that I do, not just to be bigger, but to be more impactful. And it was fascinating to watch these people who are doing amazing things to go, wow. I hadn't faced that. That's where I got to go. That's the message I've actually got to bring forward. People who are, who are, you know, other people look at and go, I want to be you when I grow up. They're, they're saying, this, we're not done. And that's what great leaders do. That's what, that's what I love about you, Tone. That's what I've always loved about our conversations is that that sense of complacency is not there. And I honestly put that down. And you and I have had this conversation. If, if it's okay with you, I'll be a little more personal. But 
you know, it's one of the things about your recovery. It's one of the things that some people in recovery are in recovery. They're just always in recovery. And what you're in is in evolution. And I think that that's vastly different. You're always willing to say, how can I be better? Not what's wrong with me, <laughs> but how can I be better? And I think a lot of people in that process looking at what's wrong with them, you don't. Oh, I mean, I love it. And I was having a conversation with somebody this morning and I was saying, hey, look, um, you know, I'm not perfect. I, I make a ton of mistakes. I made some mistakes today, right? And in making those mistakes, I can acknowledge the growth that I have this desire to be better. You know, yeah, I haven't had a drink in over 11 years, but, you know, I was just in Vegas and I was gambling more than I should. I, I could chalk myself up as, you know, every time I went to the 18 machine, it said, do you have a problem gambling? Hell yeah, I do. Can I have more money, please? <laughs> you know, and I know that that's part of part of my process is mm -hmm. I then talk to my sponsor and I talk to my wife and, you know, I can go through that. And that today is, is knowing what's wrong and would be willing to talk about it. I, I had a breakthrough six weeks ago. I was struggling with something and I said, walking out one day and I, I looked at my wife, Amber, and I said, hey, everything's good. I said, I'm just going through some stuff and I want to let you know that, yeah, I, I've been sneaking up to the room at night, taking a little bit of nap, just processing the things that I've been processing, the way that I've been processing them. But I want to let you know everything's good between us. And you know what that did for our, our marriage and our relationship, you know, being new, you know, newly empty nesters. Um, we are kind of like newlyweds because we're, we're trying to figure out how to do life with no kids anymore. <laughs> at the house and, um she acknowledged me for it because it was a really, it was a big breakthrough. Most, most people um, just hide. And so when you were coming up with the name and you're sharing today, I was like, you know, that was me, let's say T minus six months ago. Mm -hmm. And then now the biggest difference is I'm just sharing even more. And sometimes the hardest people to share are the ones that you go to bed with, the ones that you see on a constant basis, because, you know, you, not that you have to put up this this false sense of who you are. It's just, they know you so well and you've been good in your mask wearing and ability and you show up the way you show up. So the stuff that you're talking about today, I, I want people to take action. If there's action around this conversation, um, there's a lot of things that people can do today around uh, Dove. And what I, I love is the simple fact that you still have fullmontyleadership.com. People can mm -hmm. go there Mm -hmm. They can subscribe to the podcast. They can find your YouTube channel. They can figure out how to get you on Roku. They can figure out all these things and they could learn if maybe you said handpick. So that's where I get a little mm -hmm. stuck. So I wanted to just make sure I talk to you today right now yep. about if someone was interested in learning more about the Dragon's Lair and if they were interested in learning how that they could work with you. Everything I do it's not a pitch fest. It's an invitation to discover if the person that you're listening to on the other end is stoking the fire. If something inside of you is, is turning negative or positive mm -hmm. and you're resonating with what's being said, I want people into action. That's why I created this podcast. I don't want people to listen to this and fall asleep. There's a lot of other cool channels you can get on your echo that can put you to sleep. <laughs> These are the things that wake you up and the things that go, hmm, God, that guy Tony was interviewing today, Dove. He said this, I've fallen three and I got up four. And then after changing four, these are all the things that I've had to do. And here's all the challenges that I'm facing. And I'm thinking if he can go through it, I know I could go through it. If I had somebody like that 
encouraging me and bringing me and helping me and never done with the journey. Because you know what? Death one is going to lead to death two and death three and four. We're never done. But if we can work together, man, how much better are we going to be? So what I want to know is how can people get into action, learn more about your new programs, et cetera? Well, as you said, they could certainly go to fullmontyleadership.com. There's all kinds of resources there, including free eBooks and all kinds of great things. And there's a YouTube channel with 700 videos and a blog with at least that many articles on it. Yeah, all those are great. Fantastic. But let me just say this. If there's something within you, a fire within you that you know, you don't know what it is, maybe, maybe don't know what it is yet, but you feel that fire within you. It is a fire to bring to the world that you don't know how to do it yet. You are probably already successful, but here's the key I want you to grasp. Think about this. In order for you to become as successful as you've become, you had to take certain things and push them out to the side and so you didn't get distracted. You became focused and committed to do that. But here's what I want you to know. To find your dragon fire, to get in touch with your soul, there are things you pushed out to the side that when you bring them back in, now that you're successful, are going to catapult you forward to make a massive powerful and positive difference. If you feel that inside of you, if you feel that dragon fire in you, but you don't know how to get to it yet, it's because it's you. Fish cannot describe water. It's in you. But I have the ability, I've spent my life studying this. I have the ability to see that within you and bring it forward. And when I do, I promise you, you are going to fall in love with me and then you're going to hate my guts because it will burn down everything that you think you are. And then from there, there is another stage. So the first stage is, wow, I'm in love with this. This is magnificent. Then it's like, I hate this because my identity has been set on fire. And then there's the third stage. First stage, much better, much worse. Next stage, much different. That's where you stop being a caterpillar. You don't become a butterfly, but you become a dragon. That's what I'm here to do. If that's who you are, if that's what matters to you, then reach out to me. My personal private email is dovdov at dovbaron.com. Dov at dovbaron.com. And just write to me and say, I want to find out about the dragon's lair. I want to find out about working with you privately. Let's talk. I'm here. I'll have the conversation. I'm on this planet to serve. That's it. I can't serve everybody, but I can serve the right people. No, and I and I love that, right? Because you love the the energy, the the vibrancy. I, I love the the illustrations that you gave today. And at the end, he's like, "This is my private email." And I'm like, "Hey, if this is private." Well, it's not going to be private after I'm done with it. We're going to make sure everybody knows. So I want, I want you to know that if you are listening, wherever you may be right now, maybe, maybe you're going through a tough time. Maybe, maybe your business isn't where you want it to be. Your executive team isn't where you think it needs to be. If, if you're saying to yourself, man, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I've fallen every week off of a cliff, I feel like, in my life. And I'm, I, just, I keep getting up, but I keep falling again and again and again. Well, my invitation is let's do something about that and go use that private email address, dov at dovebaron.com and send them a message saying, hey, please, I'd like more. I'd love how to have a conversation. 
the greatest gift you'll ever give yourself is the one where you get the most uncomfortable. Um, yep. And, and you get to the point where you realize, you know what, like you believe the bullshit that's spewing from your mouth. That's the shit you believe right now. And that's, that's the opportunity too, is when you believe that, Hey, you know what, it's not serving you anymore and you want to do something about it. That's why Dove and I are super close is because we can talk transparently about life and get through any obstacle because we have a belief system in let's, let's do this together. We're better together than we are mm -hmm. over by the corner by ourselves sitting there saying, poor me saying, Hey, look, poor me, Dove, this is what I've got going on. He's like, all right, well, let's walk together and talk. That's the difference in my life. The biggest transformation is when I met Dove, it was an interview opportunity for my podcast. And I had to go through a bunch of stuff to get finally to have a conversation with him. And then I think he interviewed me first. Then I flipped it around and interviewed him. By the end of, I think, our first hour together, we, you could already tell there was something being forged. The fire from the dragon's mouth was forging this bond. It was turning what you called it steel into iron. It turned something into a conversation. And that's because of Dove's gift, his ability. He was able to pull stuff out of me that I hadn't been shared with. That's why he can say, hey, look at what Tony's doing in the world because he ignited some things that I was suppressing. And, and then it's been able to help me to go on to build, you know, not only a professional fulfillment company, but then create a personal fulfillment product and service to go help the people on the personal side because at the end of the day, they're all forged into one anyways. And our job is just to peel them apart and spread their wings and let them to fly. So, Dub, I just want to say thank you for that. That's awesome. Well, first of all, I want to say to you, thank you for that. That was very kind and very generous. But you just said something that I think that people need to understand. And I want you to get this. So as you're listening to this or you're watching this, one of two things has likely happened. You've already gone, oh my God, this job guy, amazing. I want to know more. Or another, some of you have already turned off. You went, I don't like this guy. He's full of shit. You've made up whatever you've made up. And it's really interesting because I often meet people that I really like. My wife will say to me, what was that? And I said, oh, I really like them. And she'd go, well, they didn't like you. And I go, I know. And she goes, well, why are you smiling? I go, because I saw the dragon in them and it terrified them. I like that. I see that in them. But I know that I scare people off because I will see the dragon in you. And if you're not willing to go there, you will immediately dislike me because I, and people say, I feel like you can see my soul. I can see your freaking dragon. Stop hiding. The people I'm working with, they're not failing in life. They're not going, oh my God, call the ambulance. They're saying, I don't need this. I'm so big. I'm so wonderful. But their soul is crying out. And, if, and that's what needs to happen. And, you know, Tony, that is what you do, mate. That is what you do. But you know what? You, you don't even know this because I haven't shared this with you. So I was going to end the show with this today. So we're going to wrap up. Everything you want to learn about Dove, you're going to find uh, at TonyGrebmeyer.com. Click on Dove. You'll see a smiling face, his dragon wings behind him. And you can get <laughs> all the 411 you need to, to take full advantage of what he's offering today. But the greatest compliment that you're probably going to receive came from my mom. My mom said, who's this Dove Baron guy? He's so nice. He's, he has so many kind things to say. He recorded a video and my mom, was, I'm like, you're watching his videos? And I'm like, that's what's cool is that my mom, who doesn't know you, knows me well enough to know that I keep good company. And in doing so, gets exposed to you and says, man, please tell him thank you. 
thank you so much for uh, saying those kind things. And I said, hey, mom, the the love is respect, is mutual. Uh, We help one another, but I will make sure I pass that on to to Dove. And I just wanted to make sure that I ended today with, um, my mom likes you, so that's a plus, plus, plus in my book. (laughs) And uh, Please give your mom my gratitude and thanks. Yeah, I'm just grateful our friendship has uh, gone through uh, evolutions, you know, and one of the things you were talking about today, a caterpillar doesn't know it's going to be a butterfly. And I know a butterfly has never thought about being a dragon. But after today, I know that the butterfly is thinking, you know what's possible? Anything. Mm-hmm. And when you become a dragon, you don't have to be hiding away in your, in your dungeon. You can spread your wings and spread fire and you can forge amazing relationships. So thank you so much for being a guest today. I didn't even go into the fulfillment round with you. I just kept you right where I needed you which is right here with Meats. So thank you very much for being a guest. Thank you for having me on, Tony. It's always a pleasure and honor talking to you. And thank you for what you do. Thank you for making the difference in the world that you make. And if you're listening or tuned into this, please go listen, subscribe, and share this show with everybody you know because Tony brings in amazing guests because he is an amazing man. I am honored and grateful to be here. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the one and only Dove Baron, 35 plus years at Making Fire. And I just got to tell you, thank you. My name is Tony Grubmeyer. Until next time, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, choose to make today the absolute best day of your life. Thanks for listening to today's show. But before you go, let me ask you a question. How would you like to be the architect of your journey in this game we call life? Take the next step now at www.tonygrubmeyer.com. Enter your details to get the first week of the Be Fulfilled Journal for free. It includes access to our private community of thousands of other entrepreneurs. It'll give you more clarity and freedom in your day. And it might just change your life forever.